With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's Friday, April 2nd, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoynesy, joining us from uh, Dearborn, Michigan, just outside of Detroit, where <laughs> the Indians uh, fell in their season opener 3-2 to two yesterday. Uh, we talked about the, uh, the, the season opener loss and, and sort of what it sets up for the rest of the season uh, after the game and last, yesterday's podcast. Uh, but, you know, today there's, uh, I want to take more of a, a bigger picture view and a, and a long-term look based on what we saw yesterday and based on some of the trends. And, you know, we've, we've been covering these guys long enough to know, uh, you know, the, the team that you start off with on opening day is not always the, the same roster and the same group of guys that you end up with in September. Uh, Hoinsey, do we expect, uh, you know, after last season when there were, what, you know, 15 or so departures from the 30 men who opened the season with the club last year, uh, are, are we expecting the same degree of turnover this year or, or could it be more of a, you know, we got to go with who we've got? Yeah, I think it could be more Joe, just cause the season is longer. You know, there's a attrition rate, uh, injuries, poor performances, uh, you know, so you know, the, the more games you play, the, uh, the more players you need, I think in, in, in that regard, unless you really have, you know, a championship core of players and you're in it to win it. And, uh, you really, you know, ride those guys hard. Um, uh, so right now, I think uh, you, the Indians, you know, have some players that they want to look at. There's some players in the 40-man roster in the, uh, you know, in the uh, um, alternate campsite that we might see, you know, in, in, in the months to come, months and weeks to come. Yeah, and it's important to note that it's not just poor performance at the major league level that sort of uh, in, in indicates that as well. It could be good performance at the minor league level or in the depth camp or, or wherever. You know, if there's a guy who's knocking down the door and is, you know, you can't deny him a spot, he's, he's got to get on the roster somehow too. And, and that might force decisions at the top as well. Yeah, and you know, we've seen that. We've seen that a couple of years ago with Oscar uh, Mercado. Had a great start at Columbus and uh, came up and, uh, you know, really, you know, hit the ground running and, you know, became the Indian center fielder. And, you know, I'm sure he's trying to do the same thing uh, this year after kind of a disappointing spring. And he's at, he's at Columbus in the alternate site, you know, kind of trying to find himself. Well, it's a, it's a rare feat, a rare occasion that somebody can can knock down the door twice like that, I guess, is, uh, is what he's trying to do in, in Mercado. But, uh, 
that's uh, definitely one of the names to, to, to sort of keep an eye on and watch at that, that alternate camp. All right, uh, here's the exercise we're going to do, and we're going to go through it. Uh, of the guys on the opening day 26-man roster, uh, we want to pick three names, and we're going to go through them here, of guys that we think won't be on the club when, uh, you know, the final month of the season rolls around in September, who won't be with the Indians uh, off of this 26-man roster uh, because we know spots are going to have to open up in, at some point in some way, uh, whether it's by performance or necessity in another way. Uh, and so these are the names that we came up with. Uh, Hoynes, we start with uh, Jake Bowers. Uh, yeah, everybody's, uh, everybody's favorite guy here. Um, you know, Bowers, I think, really kind of made the uh, team by the skin of his teeth here, uh, you know, out of spring training when, uh, in a head-to-head -head with uh, Bobby Bradley. Um, you know, he's out of options. And uh, for him to stick, Joe, he's got to play very well. And I don't know how long a leash he, he has. I would think, you know, a month, month and a half, you know, they'll look at him. And depending how Bradley is doing at the alternate site, we could see a change. Yeah, he certainly has to play better than he did in spring training. And, and that's not going to be, you know, too, too difficult for the average major leaguer because what Bowers only hit like 212 in, uh, in spring training. He wasn't, he wasn't, you know, putting up all these great numbers. So if, if he doesn't perform like that, I, I think they've given him one, two, three, four chances here. Uh, it's, it's really, is it a matter of the front office and, and, uh, you know, these guys trying to justify the Yandy Diaz trade that brought uh, Bowers here or, or is it just, you know, they, they, they keep trying to run them out there to see if something will stick. Well, I think, you know, they made the trade. I think that has part of it, but they made the trade with the, you know, their analytics, their scouts think that this guy can play, you know, uh, and I think they want to give him every chance they can um, to, to do that before they kind of, you know, they, before they, you know, raise the white flag. We've seen them do this time and time again with, with pitchers. Carlos Carrasco, how many times was he out the door? You know, mm -hmm. they, they didn't do it. They didn't pull the plug, and he turned out to be a solid big league starter. Um, so I think they maybe they're taking the same approach with Bowers. Yeah, I, it, and uh, something that Tito said during uh, spring training kind of struck me was, you know, you, you'd like to see these guys you sort of have to have the light bulb go off and have it click when you've got them in your organization, you don't want to see them do it with the next club. And, and that's sort of what, what tends to happen with some of these guys that they come through the organization, they, they develop, they, they figure things out here, but then it's the next team that they join where they, you know, sort of flip the switch and, and become that, that, you know, valuable player that the Indians thought they would be. So uh, Jake Bowers first on the list of, we don't think we'll be with the club at the end of the year. Next on the list, uh, Ben Gamble. And uh, I think uh, this might just be a numbers game right here with, with the guy who's on a veteran, uh, you know, a, a show me deal uh, in the, in spring training in terms of the, the minor league contract that when they added him to the roster. Yeah. You know, he's kind of, he had a good, you know, he kind of came out of nowhere in spring training, had a solid spring, uh, you know, Francona, I think likes veterans. He likes, he's looking for a little stability out in that outfield. And uh, he can play all three positions. I think that really helped him make the club. But but now you, you look at the guys behind him, Joe. You look at what, what is Zimmer going to do? What is Mercado going to do? Um, you know, uh, you know. All of a sudden, uh, Jordan Luplo is is in the mix as as a center fielder. So you know, 
where does is the pressure coming from uh you know below and, and from the sides on gamble and any gamble's gonna have to you know it looks like he's gonna get an opportunity to play but he's got to take advantage of it and if you got to make a move this is this is a move you you make it's not gonna damage you i don't think a, a whole lot right it's not like they have a, a whole lot invested in ben gamble and and that's the thing it's you you sort of he almost strikes me as like the the situation they had with Hanley Ramirez a couple of years ago where they brought him in. And if, if he, if he stuck and he hit and he was, you know, uh, you produced something, that's great. If not, you don't really have a problem cutting him loose because, Hey, you've got other guys that, that need those at bats and need those innings. Uh, like you said, like a, a Mercado or a Zimmer, if they can prove themselves worthy uh, at the, at the lower levels to come up. Or even a Daniel Johnson, you know, maybe if they ever give Daniel a chance to play center field, I mean, you can't overlook that guy. He's and and uh, who's the other kid, uh, Harold Ramirez. So right. you know, you've got some options there, and uh, <clears throat> so Gamble obviously has some experience, has more big league experience than those guys, and that's you know, I think that plays in his favor. But you know, eventually you might have to make a move there. Yeah, and and like you said, he's going to get his chance over the next you know, maybe month or so uh, to, to play as much as he can. So even if he doesn't uh, figure into the plans for the Indians moving forward through the rest of the season, uh, maybe he can show enough to another team to hook on with somebody uh, after you cut him loose. All right. The, uh, the third uh, member of the list of, you know, who we don't think will be with the club at the end of the season. And this one might surprise a, a whole bunch of folks, uh, but it all depends on which way the club is trending by, I think by the all-star break, uh, we picked Eddie Rosario, the starting left fielder in yesterday's ballgame. Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, you know, as, as we've said before, general managers love one-year deals. You know, they don't get burned by them uh, too much. And uh, so, you know, you, you have Eddie, if he has a great year, great. You know, and he, you, you ride him out, he turns free agent, and then you say goodbye. Or, you know, if, if, you're, if your team is struggling – at the trade deadline, uh, people, you know, Eddie Rosario is a proven commodity. You know, he, he's, he's played in, on postseason teams. He's played on division championship teams. He knows how to win. So he, you might be able to get something for him. And all it took was a, a one-year deal for eight million bucks. And it's not my money. So right. eight million bucks yeah. doesn't sound like that much. Right. And, and I think either way, you're sort of pulling for Eddie Rosario to have a monster year you're pulling for him to be doing well, because if he's doing well, that means you're winning games. Or if he's doing well and you're not winning games, that means that he's attractive to a contender and a contender will be more willing to give up a, a higher return on uh, for a rental for a, you know, a guy who's only going to be with him a couple of months. So uh, Eddie Rosario, I, I think it's, uh, it's probably about a 50, 50, you know, bet right now, whether or not he finishes the year with the club, because based on the way this team could go, uh, if, if they're struggling in those that those you know June, July, and August months, or in June and July months, uh, who knows? It, it, it might be a, a quick turn on a on a trade for Eddie Rosario. Yeah, you you hit the nail on the head, Joe. I think Rosario's uh, tenure with the Indians depends on the Indians themselves. Their one loss record. The Talking Tribe Opening Day Virtual Event will take place April fifth at noon featuring Indians reporters and columnists from Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer. Tickets can be reserved online at Cleveland.com. This year, 
you can enter to win entry to our VIP experience and get the opportunity to mingle with former Cleveland Indians players. Only 150 tickets are available for the exclusive experience and can be won through our sweepstakes. Register now to win at cleveland.com slash try. Be sure to join Paul Hoynes, Terry Pluto, Joe Noga, and Doug LaMaurice as we get you ready for the home opener at Progressive Field and the rest of the Indians' 2021 season. There's never been a better time to register for Indian subtext and get all your Cleveland Indians news with updates from Cleveland.com reporters Paul Hoynes and Joe Noga. Get on board now by going to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians. Our subscriber-based service gives you the latest news, analysis, and more from the Indians. For $3.99 a month, you get everything we're hearing from the team and the first word before things are announced. We text you big breaking news directly to your phone, even before it's up on cleveland.com. And you can text us directly with your questions and opinions on everything from the team's name to that day's lineup. And it's the only way to get your questions and comments on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Why sign up? Hear from one of our subscribers. I'm uh, Jeff Heinerson. I grew up there in Milan, Ohio, but I now live out in Idaho. I've been here for 40 years and uh, my son was born and raised here and I got him as a birthday present, uh, your subtext. And I wanted to thank Paul for sending him a birthday greeting and to tell you that he is really enjoying the subtext. He even he's not from Ohio, but because he grew up with me, he's hardcore Indian fan. So thanks again. Jeff and all of our Indian subtext subscribers agree. There's a lot going on with the Indians and the best way to keep up is with Indian subtext. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians or better yet, text Hoinsey at 216-208-4346. Again, that's 216-208-4346. We look forward to hearing from you on Indian subtext. All right, now we'll shift gears to, uh, you know, the, the speculative portion of this exercise, and that's who could be on the club. Uh, among the guys on the Indians' 40-man roster who are, who are not with the opening day 26-man uh, team right now, uh, there's some pretty intriguing names that came out of spring training. Uh, we, we didn't list any pitchers here, but obviously there are, there are pitchers who are going to be called up. Uh, you don't just go through an entire season with the same 13 guys in your rotation and, and bullpen. So, uh, you know, we, we sort of stayed away from pitchers in this, but obviously there will be guys joining the club and, and one or two of them might stick. Uh, we mentioned Sam Hentges as, as one that, that looked attractive, but leading off uh, right off the bat, I think probably one of the guys that was the hardest to cut uh, at the end of spring training, the hardest move to make uh, to, to tell him he didn't have an opening day roster spot. Uh, we picked Bobby Bradley. That's a pretty obvious one for a lot of people. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think we, we can expect to see Bradley at some point this season. Um, whether, you know, it's at, you know, there could be an injury. They might need a DH. They might need a first baseman. Or, you know, there's a move made with Bowers. And, uh, you know, Bradley comes up and is your, third, is your first baseman. It, you know, a lot depends on performance. He's got to perform. And uh, you you can't and you have to have a lack of performance at the big league teams too. But uh, you know I think Bobby Bradley this this is his last option year. Uh, so next year he's going to be in the same position that Bowers is this year. So you might as well take a shot here to find out what he can do at the big league level. Boy, I'm I'm looking into my crystal ball and I'm 
I'm thinking about stories that we're going to write about Bobby Bradley in spring training 2022. Uh, I can check off the list. Hey, he looks like he's in the best shape of his life. He's <laughs> lost a bunch of weight because we've written that story a thousand times. Uh, hey, what more can Bobby Bradley do to prove that he, he's a big leaguer? Uh, you know, all these stories that were, were sort of in the crystal ball in 2022. Well, Bobby Bradley can eliminate all of that by coming up in, at some point this season and, and doing what he did in spring training. And that's putting the bat on the ball and driving in runs. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it sounds simple, but, you know, making that jump from AAA to uh, the big leagues is always difficult. And uh, even more difficult is staying there to play, playing that to a, to a level to, of a success where you convince the manager in the front office that you're the guy, that they don't have to go out and find, a, you know, a, a yonder Alonzo or, or <laughs> you, know, you know, another another first another guy that is to put in front of you, another Carlos Santana to block your path. You've got to this is this is time to uh, perform. Come on. The, the marketing department alone with the Indians has to love. He comes with his own nickname already. He's the assassin. They nicknamed him the assassin down in Columbus. Right. You know, it's, I've seen that the hashtag free the assassin. That's the, uh, free the, assassin. the hashtag on Twitter. You got to get Bobby Bradley up with the club. Uh, aside from the fact that he's a great kid and he's, he's fun to talk to in the clubhouse as well. He's got a million stories. So uh, next name on the list, guys that we think will be with the club by the end of the year, uh, not on the roster right now. Daniel Johnson. We, we mentioned him earlier in the talk about the center field uh, mix. I just, for the life of me, I can't understand why you've got Ben Gamble out there and you don't have Daniel Johnson on your roster. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a curious call. I think, uh, you know, I think I've seen, you know, in, in years past, they've, the Indians have opened camp with some veteran guys, you know, with some, with, with some veteran guys and left younger guys you know, at Columbus, they're in the minors, and just to uh, see how they break camp, and like we were talking about, see how they perform. If they don't perform, then they make the change. So I think, uh, you know, Daniel Johnson is in the pipeline. He's, he's I think he's definitely going to get a shot here, uh, but much like Bradley, he's, he's got to play well at the alternate site or AAA, and he's got to come up and perform well. But, but with that, Joe, you got to get an opportunity. You, right. you have to, somebody's got to give you a chance. Somebody's got to be convinced you can play. I, I just, I thought that Daniel Johnson's stay with the major league camp during spring training was also a little bit too brief. I thought he was one of those guys who you could probably give him a little more experience playing in the A games rather than sending him down and, and optioning him as early as they did. It, it really seemed to me like they, they optioned him early. Now, maybe there's more to it there. Uh, you know, Tito did, did mention a couple of times he hasn't really played a full season of AAA. But again, right now, to me, it doesn't look like there's much he can prove at the AAA level. Every time Daniel Johnson stepped out on that field during spring training games, he was, if not the most, one of the most athletic players out there. He, he put the bat on the ball. He has a strong arm, plays great defense. I, I don't understand what continues to block this kid from, from getting a shot with the major league club. Yeah. And, and we'll see how that works out. But I think, uh, you know, I just think uh, with the way this, this club was put together, I think they want, uh, you know, Francona wanted as much of a veteran presence as he could get on a $50 million payroll. And that included Gamble over uh, Daniel Johnson. All right. Uh, rounding out our list of three players that we think uh, will be on the club 
at the end of the major league season, uh, not on the club right now, but on the 40 man roster, uh, Nolan Jones, the top prospect with the Indians. Uh, he is, is sort of in between. Do we know if he's going to be a third baseman? Is he going to be an outfielder? Could he be a first baseman? Who knows where Dang, uh, where Nolan Jones will end up in the field. But at some point this season, they might need to see his bat up in this lineup uh, for the Cleveland Indians. Yeah, I would think, you know, uh, you know, Jose Ramirez plays every day, you know, even when he's hurt, he's playing every day. So I don't know if you make a move there. I mean, unless, you know, uh, know, the earth (laughs) earth opened and you traded, traded Ramirez, you know, and and you really, you know, you decided just, Hey, we're starting over and Nolan Jones is going to be our third baseman. I mean, I guess you could see it that way, but I could also see him, you know, if, if uh, you know, getting some work in the outfield, you know, getting his feet wet and it's just too bad that they changed rules, Joe, because you can only, what, increase the roster to 28 now in September, because right. Jones would be an ideal guy to call up in September when the roster's expanded. Right, and 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 maybe he is on that group, but he's not a he's not a taxi squad type guy. He's not a guy who you can just sort of bring along and have him sit there and not be able to play in games unless there's an emergency. That's, that's not something they, that they want to do with a kid like that. So I... I really think, yeah, you would have to be looking at a pretty have a have a pretty grim outlook for the remainder of the season if uh, if you think that Nolan Jones is going to be playing third base for you because that means you've traded away Jose Ramirez. Now you could probably get the Sun, Moon, and Stars for for Jose Ramirez if you trade him during the season if he's performing well, but the Indians are tanking. Uh, I think there's there's a place for Jones there, but I don't really see that as being the case. I, I think. It's, it's, it's going to be more of a gradual decline than a sharp uh, dive off the precipice. Yeah. And, you know, and Jones could, you know, maybe they bring him up and uh, they want to bounce him around a little bit. You know, they play him in the outfield, they play him at first base. Uh, you know, I don't know if that's the big leagues are a time to do that to a young guy. If that would be fair, you probably want to do that at AAA or maybe double A or wherever he ends up playing. Uh, but uh, th- there's a chance that he could fit in somewhere here. Okay. Uh, so that wraps up our little, uh, you know, uh, crystal ball exercise, I guess, uh, looking into the future here of the, uh, the 2021 Cleveland Indians. Uh, the present right now, though, the AL Central, uh, just taking a quick tour around what happened last night uh, in, the, in the division. Uh, some pretty shocking uh, results. Did you see 14 runs coming out of the, uh, the Royals in their, their win uh, on opening day? Yeah, that was a big win. I mean, Carlos Santana, what, gets one hit, three walks. I don't know how many runs he scored, but it looks like Santana is being Santana again. Um, and uh, so, uh, you know, they had a really a good spring, Joe. They, they, lots of people are kind of, that's kind of a, you know. That's their sleeper uh, pick, huh? The Royals yeah, it's are their a sleeper, sleeper pick. pick to, to win the division or get into the postseason. So, you know, that, that's, a, that's an interesting team. But what, what did their starter do? You know, their, their number one guy, he didn't even get out of the first inning, did he? Um, right. Well, it was, it was five to five after the first inning. So, yeah, I think, Keller, uh, I, I think. Yeah, Brad Keller. Yeah. So that's a, that's a red flag right there to me. Yeah, uh, home runs in that game for uh, Soler, you know, that's nothing new. And, and Merrifield, I think, uh, you know, both those guys, that, that – it's actually not a terrible lineup. You put Andrew Benatendi in there, uh, you know, if he's able to, to turn things around and a Hunter Dozier, they're, they're not a, not an awful team. Yeah. And they play well against the Indians. They, they no. always have. That's going to be tough. 
uh, other scores from the AL Central. The Twins uh, losing a, a heartbreaker in 10 innings to the Brewers. Brewers walk them off uh, in that game. Uh, Josh Hader picks up the win uh, for the um, Brewers. Uh, and, and really, the, the Twins uh, pitching was not all that great. The Twins pitching uh, gave up 10 runs. Uh, the, the, the team committed two errors. Uh, took uh, it looked like a tough game. Right now, the Twins are tied with the White Sox and the Indians for the for last place in the AL Central. Yeah, Maeda, who had you know was you know Cy Young finalist last year, only goes four and a third out of the gate. So for the Twins, so that had to hurt them. And uh, they had the big lead, and then they blew it. And he only struck out five, though. I mean, the Indians got a guy that struck out twelve in, in uh, yeah. six innings. Come I, on. I was looking at every starter yesterday. Bieber had the most strikeouts with 12 uh, out of all the, you know, all the, all the starters in the big leagues, the next, the next closest was uh, Garrett Cole and a couple other guys with eight. So Bieber just had, you know, I think sometimes we take this guy for granted. Don't you think Joe? He's building, he's building a cushion for the strikeout lead. Yeah. No, we absolutely take for granted that he's just going to go out there and, you know, strike out 10 and it's, it kind of shocked me. He's only got 16 double digit strikeout uh, starts in his career. Yeah, well, his career, was, I mean, his career started in 2018. Right. You know, it's not like he's been around for 10 years. I mean, this guy is, uh, you know, he's really, he's fun to watch and he kind of sneaks up on you, you know, he, mm-hmm. he just, uh, he's just there and you just, okay, you know, you lose Kluber and, oh, so Bieber takes over. Okay, good. You know, then you move on to the next guy. Well, and then in five years, Bieber, you know, prices yeah. himself out of the market and you have to find somebody else. Uh, the, the last one in the, uh, in the AL central, the angels get a four, three win over the white Sox, the team that the sexy pick that everybody had as the, the, the coming to come through to win the, uh, the division there, uh, the white Sox start off Owen one as, uh, Mike Trout and company scored two in the eighth to, to take the win. Uh, and, and really that, that white Sox offense that everybody was, you know, so very high on, uh, seven hits. They only scored three runs though. Yeah, Giolito had a nice start too. He five and a third, eight strikeouts. Uh, you know, so you know he looks in. Um, you know, he he's going to be a, a handful as as you know the Indians have found out the last year. Last year. Well, I, I did pull it out. Uh, I pulled out the wild card there uh, last night, uh, late in the evening, as I was flipping through the channels, watching Giolito pitch uh, into what the fifth inning, uh, I believe. Six. I think he went five and a third, maybe. Right, but he he was pitching in the fifth inning and he had a no hitter going. So I tweeted at our friend uh, uh, Jordan Bastion, who covers oh, okay. the who covers the um, uh, Cubs, and I asked him, "Hey, uh, Bob Feller wants to know if you're watching the the White Sox game right now uh, because opening day no hitters are uh, are a, a thing that's sacred to Indians and Bob Feller fans." So uh, that, uh, shortly after I tweeted that the uh, Angels came through with their first hit of the ball game. So, uh, you know, everything, everything worked out. You can, I'm going to take credit for part of that. Jordan Bastion is like the no hit, the, where no hitters go to die when he tweets about him. He, he's, he's killed more no hitters than, than I can count on. Well, apparently all you have to do now is mention him in a tweet that you send about a game and it, it, it's enough to work. So uh, the, the Bastion curse, uh, it lives, it, it works. Uh, as as we've learned um, over the years. All right, Hoinsey, we're going to get uh, get out of here. You've got two more games in Detroit before the home opener. Looking forward to seeing everybody back here in Cleveland, or as many of you as 
we're allowed to fit in the ballpark uh, on Monday when we get to Progressive Field. Uh, should be a good time. And Joe, we got we've got a new drummer for uh, for opening day, right? The home opener. The the Black Keys, Patrick Kearney, is going to take the uh, sort of pass the baton from uh, John Adams, who's not able to be there because of health reasons. Patrick Kearney is going to sit in his seat, going to bang the drum, and, uh, and and hopefully come home with a win for the Indians. What 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 more could you ask for? Uh, opening day, it's going to be a blast. <laughs> We're looking forward to it. Hoynes, we'll see you there. All right, bud.